Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for family-first entrepreneurs building profitable and progressive businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm your host, Meg Brunson, and my pronouns are she, her. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this podcast episode isn't going to change a thing in your business unless you take action. And the best way to follow through is by joining us inside of the Familypreneur Business Accelerator. It's where we work, win, celebrate, and grow together. Head over to familypreneur.co to join us today. All right, let's do this. Hey, hey, familypreneurs. I'm happy to have you with me again today and to introduce you to Molly Ryden. Molly is a mindset and clarity coach who specializes in helping moms find their true passion and purpose in their careers and rediscover their love of parenting. I think this is so important. How easy it is for us to feel overwhelmed and suddenly uh, have a have a dislike for for what we're doing, either in business or in the home, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to to get the get these. Thi- wow, I can't talk. I'm You're excited. Good. I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to have you here, and I love talking about mom guilt and and the negative things, right? Like I think people see other, they see podcast hosts or business owners on social media and things. And, and it looks like we've got our lives together and we've got it all figured out. Um, and we don't, nobody really does. So having these conversations that they're raw, they're real, and they allow people to understand that what they're going through, we're all going through in our own, in our own way. It's really funny to me because social media has painted this picture of if you don't have the filter, and I like to say the floppy hat, if you don't have the filter and the floppy hat, you're not parenting right for social media. And that's not true at all because everyone's got a pile of clutter in a corner. Or I know for me, it's a random grocery bag filled with Legos and magnetiles and like junk mail and just because when someone comes over you're like oh god and you just throw it in a bag and you move on I often forget about the bag but that's my (laughs) that's my problem and it's we have to we have to make social media and like the perception of parenting real again because we're all going through the same stuff and that was one of the things that I found really disenchanting as I traveled into parenthood was that no one told me that like everyone lets you believe it's like this creepy like haha got you like fooled you type thing where everyone makes you believe that like it's so wonderful and you know you get these cute little pictures i'm not kidding you when i tell you i didn't know what a blowout was oh no I did not know that those little gremlins could forcibly do that out of their diaper. Like I did not know that was a thing. Nobody so told my mind, you. No one told me. And like, I had been around babies, but like, I had never experienced it. And so the first time it happened, my husband and I were both like, what did we do wrong? We broke it. 
Oh, no. Like, we, we broke our baby. And my friend's like, no, that happens all the time. Like, that's normal. And I'm like, what? Like, there's just this idea of we don't share the bad. And so when you when you do, then you're a person who, like, you're a hot mess mom and you're all these, like, labels. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm just a mom. Just a normal mom. <laughs> just a mom trying to survive. Right. Well, so can you give us a little insight? Like, where does the mom guilt come from? Where does it originate? Like, why is it even there to begin with? So I'm really into this topic right now. Um, mom guilt really comes from a generational perspective. And it it dates back to, like, World War II era, when a lot of the men were fighting overseas and they would come home and it's untreated mental health complications. And the... Um, like men would come home and just, we weren't dealing with it. And so women just took on everything. Um, most of them were primarily in home, but they were handling all the responsibility with the kids and all the responsibility of the home. And as our economy has developed and as society has changed, women have had to leave the house a lot. Some of uh, most, blah, 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 most of them by choice. <laughs> like a lot of them have decided I want more and I want to leave the house and I want to work, but they still have all their responsibilities at home. And then it just becomes overwhelming. But like, don't talk about it because Cheryl down the street's doing it and she's not saying anything. Yeah. And Becky around the corner is also doing it. And she has two more kids than I have. So like, I've really got to keep it together and it's just not sustainable and it's not fair. And so it's just kind of been this societal problem as we've gotten to this current generation of parents where it's almost required in most places in the country to have two people working and you know, you have to be dual income and you have to, I know a lot of moms who work full time and also have a side hustle and then they're doing gymnastics, soccer, baseball, like all the things all the time. And it's like, this is insanity. And so you, you get this idea of I'm not doing enough. Because one thing will happen. You know, you'll forget cleats for soccer or you forgot it was your turn for snack or PTA will ask you to say no. And we just, we let it consume us and we shame each other for it too. Like that's a big problem on social media is moms attacking moms. Mom on mom hate. And I, I, I don't have a real great solution for that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's just supporting each other is the only way we're going to ever get mom guilt to go away. And I think, so here, this is something that, that hits ho close to home for me today or, or this week, I should say, um, is that that mom on mom hate or parent on parent hate, if you will, because the example I'm thinking of wasn't just moms. It's not just me and you going at it on social media. Like it's also passing judgment on celebrities and on other influencers and and it's like you see a celebrity parent who's doing something that you think is a little wild it's not it, it it's not within our normal cultural norms but if you take a step back they're not hurting anybody right yet for some reason i feel like and i can fall into this too i'm not innocent here okay but it's like you fall into this trap of like, oh, my gosh, did you see what they're doing with their child? Can you believe they would name their child X, whatever? Um, 
And you just get that little bit of like gossipy, judgmenty. And the problem is that other people see it and it impacts other people. And those, there's those invisible layers of impact. And I don't have an answer. I think the answer is just to be more kind. Um, I think kindness goes a long way. (laughs) But it just, what you just said, like I said, it just hit a point there where I think social media can cause us to spiral even if you don't think you're being, you're not like telling somebody to their face that what they're doing is wrong, but because you're commenting on what some celebrity is doing, you're making anybody else who kind of agrees with them feel wrong. Yeah. And I, I'm, I encounter this quite a bit, um, you know, living on the West coast and being from the Midwest and like, that's, like my parenting beliefs and my parenting system can be very different from parents around here. And like, I'm, I joke around with my kid, like my, my three-year-old that I have a very, like, we joke around a lot and I'll call them things like a knucklehead or a goofball (laughs) and like nothing hurtful. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll, I will admit, I call him names behind his back. Like when he's not near (laughs) me, I'm like, stupid little jerk. Like, you know, things like that when you're frustrated, right. And you've got to let it out. But I called him a goofball at preschool and we go to a co-op preschool, which was a foreign concept for me. And I was like, get over here, you goofball. And then another parent was like, you you shouldn't talk to him that way. Like that's, that can be condemning to him. And I was like, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. But like, I also was telling him to come over here to get affection. And so I could like get him ready to go. And I just, that was really my first kind of like encounter of face to face like parenting disagreement. And we had had a discussion at the same preschool about like, what parents do you look up to? And I said, I really admire, you know, people love or hate her. I really admire Chrissy Teigen because I think for the most part, she's very honest and real about, you know, whatever. And the, it wasn't an attack I mean, I love these moms and we have great conversations. We, we learn a lot from each other, but it was just kind of the, that's who I'm like, from a celebrity perspective. Yeah. And like, my mom didn't do everything right. And I, I admire her too. Like none of us are perfect. And I think it's chasing Mm -hmm. this idea of perfect parenting that we end up like making these comments of, can you believe that someone named their kid Molly? That's a dog's name. Like, (laughs) you know, which totally is, Um, but it's my name too. And you get, you know, you get a lot of that because people, people want to look better. People want to feel better about, you know, I wasn't raised that way and I don't believe that. So I'm going to make sure other people agree with me rather than saying, that's a really interesting name. I've never heard a kid named. I don't want to say any name. And then right, that's what I, I was like. I don't want to call out any specific celebrity. I mean, so here, the one that I always think of is Apple, right? Yeah. That was Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, is I, I, I don't follow celebrity news. I assume our daughter is yeah. named Apple. But that yes. when that happened, that people and, were upset. Like. I want to say I was in like high school. I could be wrong. And I'm I'm obviously dating myself here, but like it was the topic of not just Mm -hmm. conversation, but of eye rolls and just negativity. Um, And it's like, 
okay, so you wouldn't name your kid Apple. That's fine. But like, it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. It, the, the things that we get upset about, like, who cares? I, I admitted on a, in a workshop the other day, I don't fold my kids clothes. And the pearl clutching that took place with some of these other moms because like what's the point guys like that's 45 minutes out of my day that i could be doing something else and he's just going to tear it apart in his dresser anyway like he's not going to keep his his clothes perfectly folded and my kid's super into wearing mismatched socks i don't know where it came from but i just let it happen because it doesn't hurt anybody that that is the first thing that other people comment on they're like his socks don't match and i'm like you picked them out like i don't know they're socks right they're li- like they, they literally hurt nothing and just keep his feet a little bit warmer <laughs> it's like a combination of picking your battles with your kids right yeah. and then but i think the other piece of it is defining what success looks like so for you as a mom success doesn't mean all his clothes are folded and that's and it doesn't, okay yeah success i mean my my new catchphrase is better homes and gardens isn't coming and your friends will not write a Yelp review about your home. And no one's in my kid's dresser anyway. Right. I mean, la- laundry is is my least favorite adulting task. And it has been forever. And so, like, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't fold my own clothes. Because that time can be spent doing other things. That is time I can spend with my kid. That's time I can spend with my husband. That's time I can spend by myself. <laughs> Because no one cares if my Ursula graphic tee is perfect, like has crisp corners. Like it doesn't matter. It's usually under a hoodie or I'm home by myself anyway. Like, you know, if I have a formal affair, my ball gown will be pressed and hanging in my closet. But like, you know, we're in year three of a panorama and I'm not going anywhere. So like (laughs) my clothes sit in three hampers in the bottom of my closet. They're all clean. I got a dirty hamper on the other side. But it's like, it's it's prioritizing and understanding what your perfect parenting is and what your standards are. And it's just letting people live. And that's that's the solution for mom guilt is just, if they're not hurting any, it's, a, it's mom rule 101. Is it hurting anybody? No? Leave it alone. Right. <laughs> like the number of times I tell my kid that and the number of times my mom told me that, it's not hurting anybody. Just leave it alone. Right. Like, who cares if Apple Martin, like, I think it's a cool, I mean, cool. It probably sparked a whole generation of new naming conventions for people. Right. I've, I've heard some doozies and I just go, oh, okay. How do you spell that? Like, <laughs> because I don't know. People probably think the name Miles is weird. Like, I don't know. It just, it's just the things we choose to be persnickety about is. Yeah is interesting. (laughs) And like, even if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine not folding my laundry. Like you may, some people may love that. Like there's something like rhythmic of folding the laundry. Maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe that is your me time. And that's great. Like we're not saying don't fold your laundry, but maybe for you, it's, I don't know, putting the dishes away. Like maybe you just use them right out of the dishwashers. You know, I don't know what it is, but it's okay that we all have different values when it comes to parenting. And that's, I think one of the dangers of, of parenting and modern mom culture is that we all have ideas, right? Like we all, we hear like, Oh, I've heard about authoritative parenting and permissive parenting and like 
you know, perfect parenting, which isn't a real thing, but like, you know, you, you hear gentle parenting is, is the new thing. And I switch, I follow a number of TikTokers who every version of gentle parenting is different. Like none of them are the intended psychological definition of of gentle parenting. And I just know it because I research all these things to help my clients like understand, okay, this is the method you want to use. This is what they say. Like, this is scholarly knowledge here. Um, And that's fine. Like, my version of gentle parenting is different from someone else's. Like, my husband is the most permissive parent ever, and I'm super authoritative. Because you have to have that dichotomy, right? Like, someone has to be a good cop and a bad cop. And it's okay. Like, we are not hurting anybody. We are doing what is best for our situation because every kid is different. Every person is different and every kid is different. And you have to manipulate situations to make them work for you. I mean, that's how innovation is made. That's how progress is made. And so I think if we just learn to get out of everybody's bushes and let them live their lives, you know, stop peeking over the fence, we'd we'd be better off and mom guilt would dissipate over time. And I agree with you. And I think in a perfect world, maybe we're, maybe we're even on that path and Hopefully, we're, if not, maybe we'll trigger that to start going. But in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, while Mom yes. is still here and while yes. there is a, a ton of judgment on social media in, in the real world, like, let's be honest, I've been the parent at the grocery store with a screaming toddler or, you know, stuff happens in real life and you feel the looks. So what are some strategies that we can use now? You know, is it like, like in my family, we've just started doing gratitude and, and mantras. Like, are those, is that the answer? Is that part of the puzzle? What are some suggestions that you have? I mean, I really think that gratitude affirmations and opening yourself up for a, a like shifting into a growth mindset is huge. If you stay in a place where you believe I am only a good mom if I achieve X, Y, and Z. And you don't understand, like open yourself to the possibility like, oh, wait, I could be a good mom if I do LMNOP as well. And I don't always have to do X, Y, Z. Like giving yourself the opportunity to understand that things will change. And change is a scary concept for a lot of people. Um, Like opening yourself up for that possibility of things needing to be different of you needing to be different and you needing to learn and grow and adapt is huge. And I firmly believe that gratitude affirmations and setting intentions for your day, day, week, month, five-year plan, I don't care. Setting intentions along with gratitude and um, affirmations is a huge deal. Um, My gratitude practice is a little different from other people. I do um, present manifestation, so present gratitude Then I do my goal. I write down three people that I'd like to just forget for the day, three people who are bugging me. And then I don't think about them again. And then I do my intention for the day. I do affirmations. And then I do manifesting gratitude, like future gratitude. So like I'm Mm. currently pregnant with our second child. And for six months I wrote, I have a healthy and full-term second pregnancy. So I'm just not going to get all universe woo-woo-y, but I'm pretty sure I manifested <laughs> because it put me in a place. I saw that result. I saw that outcome of what I wanted for my life. And by setting that intention of setting up a successful business, having a healthy kid, you know, doing that, 
it put me in a place where my body was like, all right, she's got it together. Let's, let's give her that baby. Not that I'm like the Virgin Mary and it was like the Immaculate Conception. <laughs> there was effort put into it. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, it was, I was mentally and physically ready yeah. for that change. It's the same thing with, you know, I, I put in the number of clients I want to get every month or the number of women I want to change their lives because I'm that powerful. I change women's lives. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, help, help women change their lives, help them come mm -hmm. up with a strategy and plan to do that. And that's what that, those last five, that last five manifesting gratitude helps with. And it just coming from a place of gratitude gives you a more positive perspective. Like it's, it is a proven thing. If you start your day thinking of the good that you have, it makes it better. And it makes it easier to work through the mud and the muck and the, can I cuss? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the bullshit because it, it it's you don't need to meet anyone else's expectations you're not responsible for how other people feel about the things that you do you're responsible for how you feel about it and you just it, the gratitude helps you to move through it and empowering yourself with the affirmations and they don't have to be like big wordy things like sometimes i just write i am enough like I'm always enough. And that can be my affirmation for the day because it doesn't feel that way sometimes. Sure. Especially talking about mom guilt. Yeah. Like sometimes that's what you need to hear in that moment. And I, I mean, I recommend putting them like on mirrors in your house or like on the door, you know, for a while I had one on the like radio of my car, <laughs> just a little post-it that said, I am a badass and like it was there and it was a good reminder for me when I was driving to the NICU every day to see my son, like I can do this. Like mm -hmm. I am a badass and I am good enough and I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Maybe we need like an affirmation that shows up on people's social media that says I'm kind to people. <laughs> I am kind every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's, we just need to spam Instagram with posts saying I am kind. I'm kind. It like, shouldn't. If I don't have anything nice to say, I won't say anything at all. Oh man, can you imagine how much better off we would all be if people followed the rule? I really can't. I like. I really don't think my brain could understand that impact if people did not. The whole world would be like Minnesota, just full of like. Oh gosh, so sorry. I didn't mean to inconvenience him by asking you a question. <laughs> I can say that because I'm from there. <laughs> It's offensive if someone else says it. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. <laughs> no, no, I'm just... <laughs> it's like picking on your younger sibling. Like, you can do it, but other people can't. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> now, how do you have any strategies for... What about, like, self-care? Um, I don't know what your... Obviously, I don't know what your support network looks like at home. Um, but I, for one, am in a situation where we don't have support. You know, my husband and I, we travel full-time. There's, there's not... We're in the woods, you know, there's not family around. Um, do you have strategies for, for self-care? Because I think that's um, an aspect that lots of parents are, are missing out on that will help. Yeah, and it can be real tricky. Um, we do not, we're here by ourselves. Um, we have really tried to build a support network, um, but it can be tricky because we don't have a lot of friends with little kids here. And our friends with older kids are obviously busy doing older kid things. Um, so my strategy for self-care is 
get what you can get and build from there. If you have to start with, I get 10 minutes by myself in the morning to get a few sips of hot coffee and listen to a podcast, listen, just listen to a song that can help you relax, breathe and center yourself. Start from there. My reminder though, is that basic human needs like showering, eating three meals a day, brushing your teeth and like putting on clean clothes is not self-care. It makes you feel better and it makes you feel like a whole self, but like that is that is just what you need. And if, you know, you're in a situation with a partner who is not assi- like assisting, they may not know. I find that a lot with the women I talk to. Well, I never asked my husband to have time. You have to ask. You can't expect people to know what you need if you don't communicate it. And there's no shame in saying, I just need 20 minutes and go walk around the block. Mm-hmm. You know, I encourage everybody to find you know, make a playlist, find a podcast, do something that you know will be a break for you. I love Wine and Crime. It's a great podcast. They talk about murder and they drink wine and it's great. <laughs> and <laughs> I love listening to parenting podcasts because it reaffirms what I'm doing is not completely broken. <laughs> um, and just also like, I listen to The Greatest Showman probably more than any one human being should. <laughs> But that soundtrack makes me happy. And so just finding little things and then you build from there. And that gets into, you know, time blocking and structuring your family and, you know, carving out that time to do the things that fortify you. My number one quote that I say way too much is you cannot pour from an empty cup because you can't. Like if you think of yourself as a robot, you need a secondary source of energy And that's your emotional energy. Like physically you can sleep and you can get up and you can mom your butt off from 7.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Folding laundry, doing dishes, taking care of dogs, running to appointments, doing all those things. But inside your secondary battery is just kind of going, like you've got to have something for yourself. You have to have something that will recharge you and fill you back up. And I think start starting small is always because the number one thing I see is moms have no self-care practice. (laughs) Like they, Mm -hmm. they're hurting because they're trying to do everything. And that mom guilt comes in and tells them, Oh, you know, Meg, I don't think it's a real good idea for you to like go and have a Starbucks by yourself. Right. That's not like, because you could be folding laundry. Nope. Throw those three T -T t-shirts in the drawer and go get yourself a latte. (laughs) And I think that when you take care of yourself, like you said with the cup quote, but also I think it makes it easier to combat those feelings of guilt. And you'll handle adversity so much better. You'll be able to handle, you know, like that unexpected blowout that we had. Like (laughs) if I was taking care of myself, I probably wouldn't have cried and like had a mental breakdown (laughs) about it. You know, like you're... I literally mean when you're taking care of yourself, you're almost building a little fortress around your heart and it doesn't break as easy because you have patience, you have tolerance, you have more understanding because you're not running on fumes. Yes. Awesome. I want to know, you've got workshops that you do monthly, right? Can you tell us a little bit about the workshop? Yeah. So my workshop is called Uniquely Yours. Um, It's 90 minutes. 
very interactive. I expect participation, which <laughs> scares some people, <laughs> but everyone warms up eventually. Um, and what we do is we talk a lot about, you know, going through recent past, finding the things that negatively affected you, letting it go. And then we move into a place of understanding how we can build those organizational structures within the family through time blocking, scheduling, reprioritizing. And I don't mean like what you think is important is not important. It's just understanding your priorities. And then we, we focus on what would bring you joy. Is it having a latte by yourself? Is it going to basket weaving? Is it just getting exercise in on a regular basis? And I will tell you the number one thing people tell me in that workshop is I just want to shower every day. And I'm like, that's a different conversation. But we'll touch on that too. <laughs> And we, we identify what your self-care needs are. Um, and it's just fun. We hang out, we chat. I'm pretty funny. Um, and we just, we just cover, you know, finding you a path. Is it, you want to start your own business? Cool. Great. Let's go down that path. Let's figure out what your business should be. You want to spend more time on your business. Great. Let's get you more time for that. You want to spend more time, you know, watching soccer or Bravo or whatever. Cool. We're going to work on your family structure to get you that. And it's hard. It's a practice and it's a change, but everyone loves it. And it's very rewarding in the long run. And that's the thing. It's hard, but it's going to be worth it. Like, I like, I mean, it's just, to me, I say it's a practice. Yeah. Like rescheduling your family is a practice, just like yoga. No one goes into yoga the first time and is like awesome at it. It's not possible. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and you, you got to keep working on it. And that's the same thing with gratitude and affirmations. Like, when you start doing that, you got to keep at it because it will, looking back in my gratitude journal from the last two years, from where I've come to where I am now and reading those things is so rewarding. Watching me cross off the things in the future that have mm. happened is great. That's awesome. And that's, I can't, that's got to feel amazing. It's so awesome. <laughs> Next that's up is Disney Vacation Club. It's on the list. It's going to happen this year. Well, I hope COVID agrees with you. Yeah, no, I know. All that right. guy. Where can our listeners and viewers, where can they connect with you and learn? Obviously, I, before, before we do that, I think I love how you described the workshop. I feel like the workshop is like, if this podcast resonated with you, the workshop is like literally the next step where you can get that. Maybe not. It's not. It's a group, right? So it's like one on group. Yeah, so it's. It it's a group. It's no more than 10. Um, so it's a real small group. I mean, half the time it's babes in arms, like moms are sitting there holding their littles and we're working through this stuff or, you know, you got to leave cause someone karate chops someone else. And like, it's very, I mean, it's fluid, it's interactive and it's still, you know, it, it's more personalized. Well, I love that. I love the sure. sound of that. And I feel like it sounds like a perfect companion to this episode. Um, we'll put the link for that in the show notes. Um, and then where else are you typically hanging out in the online world? Um, I'm on Facebook, um, Facebook, Instagram, and I'm trying to do TikTok, but I'm just like, I'm too old for TikTok. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at mamaneedsmetime.com and all those links are listed there to find me on social media. And I'm working on getting more content up on the website and that's just where I hang out. Awesome. Well, I am just like you. I love TikTok too, but I'm just a consumer there. I don't, I've, I've done a couple of videos like with my kids, but I mostly just consume. Um, and it, it, that's a little bit of the me time I enjoy. Oh because yeah. Because when I go yeah. to TikTok, it's mostly puppy videos. 
And so it's just me like having some puppy time. There's a lot of hiding in the bathroom on TikTok. Like, oh no, mom is in the bathroom watching TikToks. Yep. <laughs> no shame. No shame nope. in that game. I'm not feel guilty too? about it at all. Huh? Are there Oreos too? Because I usually have Oreos. No, no, because <laughs> we're not allowed to have Oreos in the house because my husband has a, a problem. Oh. Like he'll eat them in five minutes. So no, no Oreos for when me. When we were in a house, I would hide cookies. Like in our, our closet was attached to the bathroom. So it wasn't like I was eating in the bathroom, but I would hide cookies in the closet and I'd just go like munch in the closet a little bit. <laughs> we also have a Corgi who eats everything. So that would just be a disaster. <laughs> I'm not good enough at hiding. That's all right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was great to connect with you. It was such a fun discussion. And again, check the show notes for those links. And thanks again for taking time out of your schedule to be here with us today. Thank you so much. And just remember, everyone needs to take care of themselves, including moms. All right. That is it for this episode of Familypreneur. Join us inside of the Familypreneur Business Accelerator to follow through on the action steps from this episode alongside an incredibly supportive community. Plus, access our robust training vaults and a variety of exclusive monthly virtual events, including co-working, happy hours, and bonus training sessions. Head over to familypreneur.co and join us today. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur Business Accelerator. Bye for now.